All right, here we go. 56-yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it to the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the midfield goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Deep strike. Got the big man. with a short drop, now he pulls it out further to the left and he's gonna strike downfield. Oh my, what a catch by Fitzgerald. He's, oh mercy, he's done it again. The man is remarkable. There is pandemonium in Piscataway. Well, he has trouble with the snap and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. listening to the Noon on Saturday podcast, college football, as it was meant to be. Let's roll, gentlemen. Week one in college football is here. We are set to go. We're jumping right into the pick. Steve, Manjo, Bo here with you. It's going to be a fantastic week. We're gearing up for the Backyard Brawl Thursday night. Pit preview coming separately. But, gentlemen, it is time. College football is here. It's the moment we've been waiting for. How you feeling? How we doing? How we doing? Doing fantastic. Last week was phenomenal. A pre a precursor to week one. That Nebraska Illinois game was everything you love about college football, and it was just a sliver of what we're gonna get. So I can't wait. Yeah, I, I think we were in it in for a treat. Uh, Especially this week, there's a ton of great matchups. Saturday's stacked. Obviously, Thursday's a big night. Um, I can't be. I'm, I'm so excited. We finally made it. We'll we'll dive right in to Thursday in a little bit because besides the obvious, there is a couple really great games on that Thursday night slate. But first, Manjo, I just got to say thank you. The very first Manjo's money line of the year, North Texas. I think they were getting one point on the road against UTEP or whatever it was, it hit. Anyways, saved us from a complete embarrassment with that Hawaii game. Regardless, thank you. Great way to start the year. And with that Thursday night, let's do this thing, boys. Great week of college football ahead of us. Where you want to start? I'll I'll kick it off if we're going to start a Thursday night, and I'm, I'm taking the Pitt Panthers. I'm going to lay the seven and a half points. I, I just love the experience on Pitt's defense. I, I think Pat Narduzzi has his best defense that he's had since he's uh, been the head coach at Pitt. I love the linebackers. I think the linebacker group is one of the more underrated in the nation. And I just think the defense is going to be enough to cover the spread. I'm not sold on Keaton Slovis. I don't think anyone knows much about West Virginia's offense. But the one thing I know about is Pitt's defense is going to come to play. And they are going to pressure JT Daniels. So I'm comfortable laying a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I've been staring at that line since it came out, and I'm I'm with you there. Um, I I am concerned. I think West Virginia's bread and butter, and and JT Daniels has been has been having a good fall camp. With this specifically, is is the deep ball, 
So I think it, it's going to come down to, like you said, it, if the defensive line can get pressure on the quarterback, then then that should ease that concern. But I think, you know, in the trenches on both sides, Pitt has the advantage, and I think that's ultimately what the game is going to come down to. Um, you got to like the Panthers' home environment. I think it's it's going to go well. I think we all know West Virginia – West Virginia's offense is going to be much better than it was last season with Daigie. To what degree, we, we don't know. If you talk to a West Virginia fan, they, you know, JT Daniels is going to throw 35 touchdown passes this year. And it's going to be... Only against Pitt. It's going to be... He's going to throw 35 right. touchdown passes against It's going to be a spice of the Will Greer 2017 season or whatever that was. And West Virginia is back on the climb rebuilding to- towards you know the the rich rodriguez era type greatness so i i think their offense has a lot of potential but a lot of new parts a, a lot of question marks with how that offense is even gonna look the-, the offense at usc last year was not good so if we're gonna talk about how the new coordinator is gonna revitalize things he, he- yeah, it, Graham Graham Harrell is not as hot of a name as he was three or four years ago on the coaching circuit. There's a reason why he's at, at West Virginia and not elevating into a head coaching role after being an offensive coordinator at USC. So a lot of question marks. It, it'll be a fantastic game, but I'm, I'm going to take – I'm comfortable putting Pitt minus seven and a half on my card. I want that as a pick. I'm not going to – I'm not gonna say it's a pick, but I am gonna put money on that because I'm just I'm I'm going to bet that line no matter what. Right. So, I'm gonna put I, money I'm, on pit minus seven and a half, so it's it's gonna go on my card, right? That's what we're doing. I don't I don't feel the need to make it a pick. I feel like it's just kind of assumed at this point. Um I have two other games Thursday night. Uh I will start with a, a future pit opponent, Tennessee minus thirty five and a half. Uh, I bet the Vols a couple times last year after we went down to Neyland and it paid off. They're getting 35 at home, hosting Ball State, 7 p.m. on the SEC network. I just, I think that they're going to come out hot. A lot of expectations in uh, year two or three under Hypo. I don't even remember anymore. I think having Hendon Hooker start the year instead of, you know, playing around with the quarterback position is going to be great for the Vols. Uh, we'll dive into this a little bit more uh, when it comes to Pitt's future matchups, but I think Tennessee is going to be a force to be reckoned with, especially offensively. I think they're going to put up close to 60 on Ball State, and I don't know if Ball State's going to score 20. So, uh, yeah, give me I'll lay 35 at home with the Vols. I like the pick. There's been there's been a lot of talk about how much Tennessee has benefited from having that coaching staff for for a full off season. Yeah, apparently the the, the culture is, is is really setting in and a, a coaching staff court. and a consistent starting quarterback who has you know what nine and a half ten and a half games of experience at this point starting in that offense. I think we we saw flashes of what Hooker could do at Virginia Tech. We saw him really develop more into that very unique hypo, you know, fast-paced offense. Uh, I think I think Tennessee is is going to fit right in in that SEC. Absolutely love the pick. What's the other one? And I guess I guess I'll just go to the other one. Um, definitely not a homer pick at all. Purdue getting three and a half at home night game. I, I just think that 
you know, give me Aiden O'Connell. I get they lose a lot of weapons on the outside. I get they lose Karloftis on defense, but I, I don't know. I'm still not sold on Sean Clifford. I know you guys have been a little more kind to him than I have in our preview pod a couple of weeks ago, but uh, I'll, I'll take the three and a half points at home for for Purdue. Boiler up. I, I find it interesting. I think they have is, something to prove. Th- this is a tad bit tangential that Penn State also named their second string quarterback heading into the game. Either that's just, you know, a way to, in, you know, make Penn State fans excited over the second string, or, or they're kind of hinting at they may not be as sold as they'd like to be on, on Clifford. Um, because I don't see any other reason to name a second string quarterback, but yeah, uh, so I I don't hate that pick. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of factors that Penn State needs to prove a lot. Their defense loses uh, some production, and again, that could come to Aiden O'Connell's advantage. I I like the pick as well. I'm on the other side. Penn State is a pick for me, simply because I love their defense. I love their pass rush. Purdue cannot run the ball. Jeff Brom doesn't run the ball, which, you know, if you're a Purdue fan, that's okay. They know that Aiden O'Connell is going to push the ball down the field, be a deep passer, and he's arguably the best quarterback in the Big Ten. Some people will argue that for Aiden O'Connell. So if you're a Purdue fan, there's a lot to like. But I think Penn State has the talent and the speed on defense. They have the pass rushers to get to uh, the quarterback. And I think O'Connell is not going to have a huge day for that reason. I'm going to lay three points, and I'll take Penn State. Also, Penn State has a revitalized running back room this year with the two freshman running backs, Singleton and Allen. They're going to be able to exploit Purdue uh, running the football, so I'm not fully relying on Sean Clifford, and I like that it's I only have to win by three, three and a half. So whether it's three or three and a half, I'm still taking Penn State. I, I just like their overall talent over Purdue. Purdue lost a lot, and they have not They have a lot of good receivers. They have a lot of talent on the defensive line. So it's not like Karloftis and Bell are leaving giant holes. I just think Penn State's overall talent combined with Clifford, combined with it being a must-win game, I, I think they can pull it off on the road. Love it. Right back to the head-to-heads. That's a great game. That's a very compelling game. Many, many people would probably yeah. tell you that that's a better game than Pitt, West Virginia, as far as intrigue. Who's going to win? I mean, hey, for, for our sake, I hope it is. It's, yeah, right. If you're a Pitt fan, as far as who's going to win, you hope that Penn State Purdue is a much more competitive game. And I, I think it should be close. I just like Penn State's overall talent. I love the, the two freshman running backs. And I think Clifford can do enough to win by four points. So I'll, I'll lay it. I just, I just, like. before we, I don't know if you have anything else to offer on this slate, Steve, but before we get going, how about, I, I think that the opening weekend and Thursday night, especially is set up really great. Just in terms of scheduling, you've got the brawl, you've got some meaningful conference games. It's really a great weekend to get us going. No, absolutely. I don't, the, the start to the weekend is, is, is huge. Um, Two great games to boot. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's going to be exciting. And then it rolls right into Friday with a, another good night of football. I do have – there's there's some intrigue um, on Friday. I've, I have two picks there. 
Um, and I'm going to start um, in the Big Ten. Illinois currently in an away dog uh, against Indiana. And I think I'm going to take the Illini here. I think we saw a, a potential star here um, in week zero with Chase Brown. He was running the ball over the place. Granted, it was against Wyoming. Now, th- with that being said, Indiana has lost a lot. They're dealing with 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 issues on both sides of the ball. I don't think they're going to be able to produce a lot of points offensively. And I do think that Bielema ha- has them trending the right way uh, on the defensive side. So I don't see Indiana putting up a lot of points. DeVito did look shaky, but I trust him. You know, he does have a lot of experience. I think he'll, he'll be able to navigate that game more than well enough to, to, to get the W in, in Bloomington. I like the pick. It worries me how bad Wyoming was. I'm, I'm taking Illinois as well. It, it worries me how bad Wyoming was last week, but I still think it's good for Illinois to get that win under their schedule, no matter how bad Wyoming was, and I think it's going to lead lead to a win over Indiana. Although Tom Allen needs this game really, really badly. Indiana needs to bounce back. It, it was worrying me. Illinois was more of a slam dunk for me earlier in the week, and now it's just worrying me that Indiana has a lot of talent, they had a couple good recruiting classes there building off of a couple good seasons, and they were super injured last season. They lost so much on the defensive and offensive side of the ball. Offensive line was decimated. Their quarterback room was decimated last year. Penix was a shell of himself pretty much. Uh, Indiana will bounce back, and, and it makes sense that they're favored. A lot of people were, you know, I've seen a lot of people saying that Illinois should be favored in this game. Indiana does have a talented team, and they should make a bowl. But I, I think get give me three points, you know, and, and I'm happy with Illinois based off of how they looked last week, based off of what you said, Stevie. Basically, I'm I'm with you both there. I'm taking Illinois. I mentioned beforehand that Big Ten dogs were kind of a theme for me this week. We'll get to at least one more. Um, I just, I kind of like the fact that Illinois had a really good game under their belt. You know, there's obviously a lot of questions for Indiana, a lot of things they need to answer, a lot of things they need to get settled in a really big year, I think, for Tom Allen and the Hoosiers. Uh, and, and Illinois just hit the ground running. Like you said, not a great Wyoming team, but still, I think that little bit of confidence, DeVito, you know, knows what it's like to stand in a pocket and not get crushed within three seconds. I think he'll clean up some of the mispasses here and there. I, I think that Illinois can trust themselves a little bit more going on the road than Indiana might be opening at home. I think the offensive line is was very beneficial for DeVito too, compared to what he was working with at Syracuse. So there there's a lot to like if you're an Illinois fan. I mean he he said it, not us. Right. There's a lot to like if you're an Illinois fan and you're expecting to win this game. And if you're gonna take Illinois you might as well take money line. Because they have a great chance to win the game. So you might as well take the plus 140, whatever you're going to get, plus 150. Money line it. I have another pick Friday night. Um, I'm taking Old Dominion against Virginia Tech. The line, Stevie, you mentioned. Stevie mentioned in pre-show that there are some stinky lines out there. And this is the stinkiest of them all, in my opinion. Because Old Dominion is not 
a very good football team, but Virginia Tech is not either. And Grant Wells, I watched a decent bit of Marshall last year, and if you watch Marshall, you hate Grant Wells. And I do not think that he is a power five, you know, caliber quarterback. So if you're going to tell me that the line is only seven points, I know it's a road game. And I know that this is going to be a huge game for Old Dominion and it's pretty much their Super Bowl. And that's that's why give me the touchdown. I don't I don't believe in Grant Wells. And uh, yeah, that d- does anyone else think that line just stinks? I think it's in a generic line, if that makes any sense. I just I think, think that nobody knows anything about Virginia Tech right now. I think the given is they they have some experienced starters on 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 defense, and you kind of have to hope that that's going to come into play when they when they go down to Old Dominion. Um, but you, you know, there is a lot of concern around Grant Wells. You're absolutely right; he was turnover prone. Um, he had a great freshman year, but but there there's a lot left uh, to be desired from from his performance. So. That is a strange one, and that could easily be a, a 21-17 um, um, game. And we've seen that in the past couple of years that, that um, Virginia Tech has trouble with these types of opponents. Old Dominion did, you know, they returned a lot, and they did have some good wins last year. Like, they beat Florida Atlantic last year. They, they had a solid 2021 season. They made a bowl game. They lost to Tulsa in a bowl game, but they were 6-6 six and six heading into that bowl. They had a, a decent team, and they're returning a lot. And they've beaten Virginia Tech in the past. So I, I think, yeah, give me a touchdown. I think that'll be a competitive game, a, a fun game to watch on Friday night at 7 o'clock while you're waiting an hour for Illinois-Indiana to kick off for sure. Although Western Michigan-Michigan State should be interesting as well. Gotta love a directional um, state rivalry week one. Also, Michi- Peyton Thorne's dad is Western Michigan's offensive coordinator. So I'm sure that'll be mentioned a million times. I did not know that in the broadcast, but yeah, that 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 line has jumped. I'm I'm looking at it now. It looked like it started at 18 and a half. I'm seeing 23 and a half some places. That is a big leap. Yeah, who knows about what? Who knows about Western Michigan? But obviously, uh, they lost the quarterback, so that can't be and Sky Moore. Right, they lost the quarterback and probably the best receiver they've had since Corey Davis. I mean, definitely. So it's it's going to be tough for them to replicate what they did last year. I'm looking a little bit later on Friday, and this is going to be a theme with my picks this week, but I'm taking a trust pick. I'm taking TCU minus 13. I knew that was Colorado. coming. I knew that was coming. Interesting. Whether it be, I don't hate it, but I knew that was coming. Whether it be Duggan or, or Morris, I here's the thing. I I believe that TCU's offense is going to be able to produce under either quarterback, and I have high hopes for that offense. I also believe that Colorado is going to have another abysmal year. I I have a feeling that it's going to end up that the, they're struggling to put it together on both sides of the ball, and and especially week week one. Um, I I see TCU as being the program that's more put together, and, and thirteen and a half I feel like is not an unreasonable cover. Even though it's away, just just for fun, do you know what that line opened at? Was Without it close to ten? It? Was it close to seven 10? and a half? 
seven and a half. Seven and a half. That's a big move. That is two touchdowns. That is, I mean, we were just talking about big movers with Western Michigan. That's two points more. I mean, that's two touchdowns. I You're going from a touchdown to two touchdowns. I originally liked Colorado in this game, and then just looking at how bad they were last year, they were 129th in offense, in total offense last year. What are they, like 135, something like that? 140? 129th out of 130 FBS teams last season. 130. And they don't really have a quarterback. That's not very good. No, yeah, I'd say you know you could you could get worse. I guess that's one way to look at it. But they don't. They <laughs> still don't have a quarterback, and their offensive line is not very good. But at the same time, I I didn't take it because that line I just think is stinky. You know, to take TCU, TCU I think has a chance to win eight nine games as a Big Twelve team, which is very impressive. And Colorado was that bad yet. Not that big of a spread. I guess two touchdowns is a decently large spread, but I don't know. That's just me explaining why I don't have a pick there. But that'll be a fun game to watch. Later, right? I would. Fair enough. I have, I have my trust in either quarter. I play, I'm placing my trust. In Love it. Quarter. If I had to take a team, I'd take TCU, Steve, for sure. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. I think that's. I think that's definitely the safe side. Um, before we dive into Saturday. We talked already, we mentioned what a great slate it is. We're going to be saying that a lot this year. It's just a thing we do. It's a great slate. Every week's a great slate if you look hard enough. Is there a game that you're not necessarily going to touch picks-wise that you're really excited for? Could be one of the big ones, could not be. What are you looking forward to that you're not going to touch? I think that's a great... Number one, I think that's a great statement you just made because this is a legitimately great slate of football that is coming up on Saturday. And to answer your question, I think two games that I don't have a pick in that I can't wait to watch, Houston-UTSA should be an extremely competitive game. I could not tell you who to pick and, and who to bet your money on in that game. Toon is a great quarterback, but UTSA is a good quarterback as well with Harris. And that, that should be a must-watch game at 3.30. Uh, the other one that I, as far as games I don't have a pick in that I want to watch, I would say, is Rutgers-Boston College. Just two programs that I'm very curious to see where they're at. And two programs that I think have a lot of expectations for themselves this year. Yeah, NC State-East Carolina, too, it should be a fascinating game to watch that I don't have a pick in. I would say Cincinnati-Arkansas for me. I mean, it's. I, I would definitely like from the three big ones, right? Cincinnati, Arkansas, Georgia, Oregon, and Notre Dame, Ohio State. I the other two I would have a lean in Cincinnati, Arkansas. I get the spread as a touchdown, but I feel like it's such a toss up for me. But I love watching Arkansas play football. I love what KJ Jefferson brings to the table. Traylon Burks is a huge loss. Um, but I'm excited to see what Cincinnati do- Cincinnati does. Obviously, they kept fickle. No one knows what's going to happen at the QB spot. Uh, I'm excited to see how both of these teams come out in uh, in a big year in very different ways for both both sides. Yeah, I mean, you, that game is intriguing. There's we're going to find out a lot um, very early on, and and. Arkansas and Cincinnati is, is one one of the more revealing games. NC State, I mean, I don't think they've had this much hype coming into their team for a while. Devin Leary is, is being touted as the best quarterback 
in the ACC. That is going to be must watch if you have the time just to, to see if, if all the hype that's been played up this offseason is true. And, and they, they're going to have a stiff opponent. And, uh, you know, it's not unreasonable to think that they could cover 11 and a half. But, you know, East Carolina has put together some good teams and, and they should be around the middle of the pack of the AAC this year. So there's a lot of games that we're going to find out what a lot about the teams very early on. And we're just going to be thankful for a great Saturday. Sunday. Yeah, I completely forgot about that Arkansas Cincinnati game. And it, it's, I probably didn't think about it because I was leaning Arkansas, but I cannot, I cannot lay six and a half against Cincinnati. Luke Fickle is too good of a coach for me to lay six and a half there. I wanted to, but I just can't do it. They Cincinnati's going to be good again. And I mean, there's a reason why they're one of the favorites to win the American. So give me, uh, I was going to say, give me Arkansas, but I, I, I can't, I can't take it. That should be a great game to watch though. Well, I'm going to go to start off the actual picks here. I'm going to go to the game that you did not want to touch manage because if there's one thing I specialize in, it's picking Rutgers. I already have the season over, so I might as well go go all in. Plus seven on the road in Chestnut Hill to start the year. I really like what Shiano is building. He knows that team so well. He, like In a weird way, he's somewhat familiar with BC. He knows kind of what they're about. Uh, and I think that this this is a Rutgers team ready to take a couple big steps from just being a complete bottom dweller. Yeah, I love I'm biased. I you know, I'm a Phil Dracovic guy, so I just don't want to bet against Boston College, but they they didn't show a whole lot last year. New offensive coordinator. They they bring back flowers at receiver. They have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, so that that should be Steve, you have a pick in that game? I can see you have I can see you having Rutgers in that game as well. No, no, I'm I'm not I, I'm a wait and see on I'm not out on Rutgers, but I'm a wait and see on Rutgers. I, I definitely I'm not touching that line. Um and again I, I share the same bias with you. I'm, I'm rooting for Phil, so I, I couldn't I couldn't do that. Phil Dracovic is just a whippy old guy. You know, he was in our era, so I, I hope he has a great year. I hope he elevates himself into like a day two pick. I can see that happening. I feel like every quarterback that was kind of bad last year or not great is just getting, you know, people are wondering if they can have a Kenny Pickett type year. I've heard that like 45 times about 45 different quarterbacks. And Phil Dracovic is in that category. He, he has a lot of talent. Now, Alex, I, I'd like to hear your thoughts, and you may have a pick on this, is the game in Boone, North Carolina at, at noon. Yeah, I have a pick. I'm taking I'm taking UNC. I I think Drake Drake May looked like an upgrade. And I know they played Florida AM, but still. I love a depleted Florida AM. You know, that was a borderline scrimmage. All all credit goes to Florida AM. They were playing against the odds, and it's not their fault, but definitely not a tough test for UNC. But at the same time, I love their receivers. We talked about Downs in the preview show. He's a beast. Their running backs looked much better, much improved from last season. And they have the defensive talent on the defensive line to shut down App State. 
I think obviously the environment will be crazy, but I think they can go in there and get a win. Obviously, just take money line. That's that's my pick at least. I'm not gonna lay a minus one and a half. I'll just take the little extra juice and take the money line. You know, I I I was hoping you wouldn't take UNC because I don't want to follow you all your picks, but that's I'm I'm on them as well. Um, now concerns it's it's gonna be baptism by fire for for drake may um that that scene is gonna be rowdy down there but you know at the end of the day it's gonna come down to talent i believe um and north carolina is is, has ample amounts of talent uh, across the board um and granted you have to give them a a little bit of the benefit of the doubt they didn't know that they were really going to be playing the game um until friday so Yes, the defense looked a little suspect, but I don't see that being an issue. And and as you said, Drake, the the the, the recruiting is starting to finally pay off. And and I think as long as Drake May uh, stays composed, then then this should be a, a North Carolina win. Um, I'm going to take the spread. Why not? All right, you you don't want to lay the extra juice. I can respect that. You're a money man. Anyone have any yes. other picks at noon? I, I got nothing else at noon. Not the best noon slate. Noon's probably the worst slate of the day, but that's all I got there is UNC. Yeah. You, you get to see some interesting teams at noon, but the matchups aren't necessarily the best. Very interested to see Michigan. Did they say, is McCarthy going to play? So Mc, McCarthy's starting the second game. Uh, McNamara is starting the first game. He's playing Colorado State, and they're going to play McCarthy uh, against Hawaii, where they've got supposedly what I hear some big like five star recruit from like the best like in state quarterback or something like that, which is kind of telling that you know one they're going to start the young guy second because you know if he plays if McNamara plays well right he they're still going to start McCarthy game two. But if McCarthy plays well in game two, uh, I don't know what happens there. Um, so, yeah, interesting dynamics there. Really interesting to watch uh, what that Michigan team is going to look like with two different quarterbacks over the first two different weeks. Um, the noon slate's exciting because you get to see some of the big teams. You know, the NC States we already mentioned. A&M will whoop on Sam Houston. Uh, in-state rivalry, UConn and Central Connecticut State should be exciting. Uh, I love that you go. And then you get to two thirty with uh, North Dakota State and Nebraska. I just love that you said that the big teams are showing out, and you mentioned UConn because you are a man of, yeah. of facts, and UConn is a big time program, whether they like it or not. Do we get a return game of the UConn Vanderbilt last year? Was that a home and home, or was that a one off? Does anybody know? Uh, Can somebody look that UConn up? does not play Vanderbilt this year, so that must have been a one. Damn. They do, however, play Michigan and NC State. So that should be a fun yeah. back-to-back for them. Have fun, Mora. Sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack um, you there. 2.30. That's a great game. I a- no, I mean, I, that was just another Nebraska joke. I would probably take the North Dakota spread if I could find it. Um, I have a pick at 3.30. And that is going to be our first Bover of the year. We're going to go down to Norman. We're going to get off to a hot start. I trust Dylan Gabriel. I trust Jeff Levy. I trust the energy that Brent Venables is going to bring to that sideline. I trust that UTEP is going to give me a touchdown. 
give me Oklahoma 50, UTEP 7, over 56 and a half. I, I don't know. UTEP, I watched, I watched that game last week because I had North Texas, and UTEP's offense is really bad. All it takes, a garbage time touchdown. They're down 50 to nothing. They score one. Boom. Or, you know, Oklahoma just scores 60 on their own. I wouldn't put that out of the question either. Hey, the Bover, the Bover is reliable, so I'm not, I'm not going to doubt you. Yeah, I got to look I, up the – Especially the week one. That's the record I care about from last year. I got to look up the Bover record. We'll have that in the week two preview. Certainly, certainly not going to doubt the week Hashtag one Bover. That's – you can't. I, before we go too far, I just I have a game at two thirty. I'm taking Bowling Green plus twenty three and a half against UCLA. Wow. Bowling Green brings their quarterback back. They have a good receiver room. They have some talent at running back. They bring some offensive line, or they brought some offensive line. What's their transfers in? What's that? What's your uh, What's your scouting report on their defense? Because that's the side of the ball I'd be worried. Yeah, no, their defense is terrible. Charbonnet and DTR. Their defense is Oof. terrible, and their run defense specifically is terrible. Which, oh, that's that's going to shape. That's well. kind of terrifying. So... But I think Bowling, <laughs> I think Bowling Green can score with UCLA. I think Bowling Green can score. Okay. 17, in between seventeen and twenty four points, and I think they can give me enough to lose. Something like forty-five to twenty-one. So actually, that that that's a loser. So we're gonna need more. We're gonna need forty-five to twenty-eight. I like I like Bowling Green's offense. So I UCLA's defense is not gonna be good. So I think Bowling Green can score enough to cover the spread. I like it. I like I like the the it's, it's stepping out of the boundaries and you're placing faith. Where where most people wouldn't. Bowling like Green's it. head coach is in their fourth year. It's the best team they've had since he's been there. They beat a Power Five opponent last year. They have some expectations this year with this head coach to turn things around. I, I think they can go in there and not get their doors blown off by a UCLA team that's probably going to win what eight games. It's not like this UCLA team is something special. They're probably going to win eight games, maybe seven, maybe nine, but. It's not a crazy team it, to to think you can keep it within three touchdowns. But yeah, that's the only game at two thirty, and so I guess that's the only pick at two thirty. But I just wanted to get that in there before we go off to the races at three thirty. Steve, you got anything at three thirty? Hello, Steve's gone. He's in our hearts. Okay, I, I'll I'll just go to another pick that I have at, at three thirty. I'm taking Arizona plus six against San Diego State. I looked at that one. I think Arizona has a lot to prove this year. Obviously, there there's a shit storm going on at San Diego State this week. Not that that's the reason for my pick, but I just like Arizona as a team. I think they're going to be able to score some points. Obviously, San Diego State has a very good defense. Uh, returning, they had a great defense last year, but I, I think Arizona can keep that game close. Power five opponent, get, give me close to a touchdown. I think Arizona is going to be better than they were last year. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have faith in San Diego State's offense either. I, I, I know their defense gonna, is going to be good, but they str- they struggled mightily offensively last year. 
Yeah, give me, give me, give me Arizona plus six. That's that's my only pick I have in the Pac-12. But I don't, know. I don't think Arizona is going to be particularly good. But I think they I can like keep it. that I like close. I think that's that's following the trend. I think people are expecting an improved year for Arizona, and I wouldn't, I I wouldn't be shocked to see them, uh, take a step forward and and, and keep it close with San Diego State. I I, I can't, you know, I'm not going to lie and say that I know a whole ton about San Diego State's offense, but I, I like where Fish has that program headed for, for Arizona. A lot of people hated that hire, but for, for Arizona football, I think he can be a guy that can turn it around just, just a little bit. Not that they're going to be good this year, but I think they'll keep that game closed, maybe even win it if you want to sprinkle money line. Should be one to watch. That, or another game in the Pac-12 at 3:30 that we cannot ignore is Oregon Georgia. I I want to take, take Oregon very badly. It's not an official pick. I probably will end up betting Oregon plus 17 when Saturday comes around. I'm not putting it on my card though cuz I'm not confident in it at all and I don't like Bo Nix, but I think with his SEC experience and just how much Georgia lost on the defensive side of the ball, I know they've been recruiting like crazy and they're going to be crazy good. But if you're going to give me 17 with Oregon, I'm going to take it probably. But it's not a pick. But I just, we have to mention that game, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, I it's tough because the reports out of Eugene is, is that Bo Nix is, is still having issues with turnovers. Bah. So, you know, that, that key that you were hoping would kind of he would leave in, in at Auburn. He's, he's, he's obviously taken with him to Eugene and against it still what is going to be a very formidable Georgia football team or, or defense as well. That's, it's going to be tough. That being said, I, I mentioned in the preview, I'm, I'm a huge believer in Oregon's defense. I think they, they might be one of the most underrated in, in the nation. They have studs all across the board in each phase of their defense. I would not be shocked to see Georgia have a hard time moving the ball. So, and 17 points is is, is a lot to cover. So, I, kind I of, I'm I'm leaning I'm I'm leaning with you. I I'm not confident enough to, to to make the pick, but but I like where where you're thinking. I I definitely like the thought process. I think Nick's is going to be such an interesting question mark, such an interesting storyline for an Oregon team that you know is I mean we'll get to Utah in a little bit but I think that the Pac-12 as always is going to have some really interesting question marks to answer I think Nick's having seen you know the Georgia colors like he's not going to be intimidated obviously he's a guy that's had to go up against that regularly he's been there he's done that he's seen it It, just because Georgia's coming in doesn't mean that there's going to be any sort of, ooh, it's big, bad Georgia coming off a national championship. The play I like here, I'm not going to touch 17 and a half. Maybe, though, we look to under 53 and a half. You know me. I'm the totals guy. Not totally sold on the Georgia offense. I do like Oregon's defense like you were talking about, Steve. 53 and a half? I'll take that. For a team that scored what? 10 points in their opening game last year and then went on to win the national championship to make that work. Yeah. I guess the, the thought process 
I, I feel like the only reason why I would be scared of that is just if Georgia's defense and and Bo Nix go together as they might, it, it could be a long day for Oregon's offense, which I which is my reason for not wanting to put it on my card, even though I'm going to bet it because it's a marquee game and I'm going to be watching it. But it just worries me that Oregon might score in the single digits or they might score 10 or 13 points. Yeah. I mean, I don't see – in that case, I don't see Georgia scoring 40. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I guess that's – yeah, I guess that's good reasoning for your under, but if, – if, if Bo Nix can take care of the ball and, and, and Oregon's defense isn't put into scenarios where Georgia found itself a lot last season in favorable field position, then yeah, absolutely. But if he's careless and, and he does Bo Nix things and he's not primetime Bo, but low light Bo, then, then yeah, you, you have to be concerned. You you can't be careless against that defense. I I think it's pretty much stating the obvious to say that. Just one other thing I wanted to mention at three thirty is Wyoming Tulsa. I was looking at that game dog, and now they're down. So I think I might have to get Tulsa in that game. Just following that line movement and how bad Wyoming looked. They have no quarterback. Literally, they have no quarterback. Their quarterback was five of twenty last week for thirty yards. They that have so many transfers. Tra- they have so many transfers. As much as anyone in in college football, and that's saying a lot this year. They lost so much. I saw something that they put an ad out on media. Division one, we're looking for people. So if you're trying to play FBS football and you think you can play at Wyoming, they just had no players. So give me, I'm going to add, I didn't have this pre-show, but I'm going to add Tulsa. Just seeing that that line is up to six and a half. I saw it at four today, or I think four and a half. It just keeps climbing. Give me Tulsa. I don't know when it opened, but I do see the opening number at minus one and a half for Tulsa. So yeah, that's, that's a pretty big jump. Wyoming is possibly a bottom 10 team in FBS this year, so... I'm going to fade. Uh, it's more so fading them than knowing absolutely anything about how Tulsa is going to be this year. Um, I'm going to go to 530 here, and I'm literally just going to throw a dart at the wall. Uh, Rice plus 32 and a half. Oh. That's all I have to say. They play USC. That's all I have to say. They like wow. to run the ball. Time of possession, blah, 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 blah. Dart, yeah. wall. There you go. Hey, I, you never know. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points for the new a quarterback. A lot of points for a week one game. New head coach. You probably you probably need ten points out of Rice, and you win that bet. So that's sh- that should be that should be. I'm I, that, and again, I want to no watch that really game. I want to see what USC for all of the games that are thirty two and a half point spreads. That might be one of the most interesting. Who doesn't want to see what Lincoln Riley is going to look like? Yeah. in that debut. I have a pick at 5.30. I'm taking uh, Texas State. Th- this is just another fade. Terrible last week um, against New Mexico State. New Mexico State played the wrong quarterback. If they would have played their backup, they they probably would have beat Nevada. So I'm, I'm taking Texas State, just fading Nevada in a completely disastrous situation. I didn't realize how pissed off. Until doing research for this game, I didn't realize how pissed off Nevada fans were at Norvell 
Jay Norvell for leaving because Jay Norvell just dipped for Colorado State, which is most would say a lateral move. And Nevada fans are pissed. So there's a lot of question marks about that program right now. Like you would think they would be laying more than one point against Texas State at home. So, which that's Did not pretty much that. my re- reasoning for Texas Tech. That's pretty much my reasoning for taking Texas State that they're, they're an improving program. You know, Texas State's a, a pretty, they're a newer program to the FBS. Hey, they're, they're buildings. I'm so, pretty sure so I'll, I'll have that to... line is. God, sorry. I'll have to look. No, I was just going to say, I'll have to look up a, uh, a depth chart, but I think they might be starting Liam Dick. Big Texas Canadian State. offensive lineman that was at Pitt. I think he went yep. to Texas State. They're a, they're a pool. I was looking out for Wendell Davis last week. I don't think I saw him. I can't remember seeing him out there for Northwestern. But Cam Bright, I'm also interested, very interested to watch at Washington. I, I have that should, that should mm. be a, Washington's a fun mm. team to watch. They're yep. trying to bounce back. Mm. Would anybody you got mind a pick it? in that game? No. That's sorry, weird, I just that's yeah, that's a I just didn't know why you were going. Mm. I think you can 23 and a half. That's a lot of that's a lot of points. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, well before before let's not of ourselves, I guess. Does anybody mind if if I move to the seven slot? Yeah, I was gonna say you've been quiet oh, over there, Steve. I want to hear oh, something. Go right ahead. I need a pick from Following the trend of trust picks, we're going to take Utah minus three. Boom. In the swamp. In the swamp. Well, here's, here's, here's my thought, is although I, I do see promise in Florida this year, it, you know, it, Anthony Richardson had, had, some, had some mistakes last year. And I think we're, you're asking a, a lot for him to pull it together week one against Utah, against I would say a much more established program. I trust Cam Rising. I he impressed me. He impressed the nation in the Rose Bowl last year. I don't think this atmosphere is beyond Utah, especially you know, given given the circumstances of last year, how they played against in big games. Um, I think you just there's so much more to go off of, and and if. If you believe that the Pac-12 can produce a, a playoff contender, then it's going to be Utah, and Utah needs to win this game. And I think three points is is enough. For I think the margin is going to be larger. I'm 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 on Utah. Uh, I'm I'm on the other side. I'm Florida plus the points. Probably will take the money line too. I just love I love Richardson. I've I'm sold myself on Anthony Richardson hype. After our discussion about the Heisman in the preseason discussion, I put in futures on. I put in a future on Anthony Richardson to win the Heisman. I, I I'm all in on Florida, and they have to win this game, or else that future is dead. And I just think they have enough speed, and I think Billy Napier is the right coach to turn that around quickly, turn that culture around, and make that a good football team quickly. Think they can, you know kind of compete with Utah in the stre- in the trenches enough for their skill and speed on the outside 
side to prevail. And I think Richardson is the, the best quarterback in the game. Despite, you know, I, I love Utah and I think they're probably going to win the Pac-12 this year. But Florida, yeah, Florida is the pick in that game. Sorry, Steve. All right. That's all right. We had to go head to head at one point. That's what this show is all about, right? Absolutely. This might be my second favorite game after that Arkansas game. Yeah, I'm, I mean, really, that's I'm that's really gonna be excited. that's gonna be a really really good game. To me, I'm more in intrigued. the swamp. Yeah, I'm more intrigued to watch that game than than the seven thirty game. But I don't know if anybody has anything. Oh, no doubt. I also just um, why I mentioned Anthony Richardson thing. I also I, I took uh, Keaton Slovis as well. They were both they were both plus fifty one hundred. So. I, I took them both. I think it's it's wide open this year. Who who knows who's going to win the Heisman? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Will DJ, Anderson. I took DJ. I took DJ Oluela for Clemson. Uh, plus he was plus forty one hundred. So I got three quarterbacks. The the other on the guy outside looking in to win the Heisman. The other guy. I why are you I laughing? Don't want to I don't want to turn this into a Heisman, and I Diverse don't group necessarily. <laughs> Diverse group. It's, it is. It is three very different quarterbacks. Hey, it's three. It's like quarterbacks get... on the outside looking in. I'm not. None of these aren't. You know, I didn't put my call my kids' college fund on this. It's one unit. You know, but you never said anything like that. It's just. Yeah, the, uh, if you're looking for Robinson, intrigues me. Yeah. I'm looking for that long was... shots. I'm sniffing for that long shot. Yeah, and hey, you got it. It only takes you one. You found him. You found him. <laughs> Clemson, um, I, hey, DJ is my favorite. DJ is my favorite. I think Clemson might go undefeated. And if they do, he might be there in New York, I should say. I think if they go undefeated, it's not because of him. I think it's because of Will Shipley. But again, <laughs> so we're sticking, we're, we're sticking with the themes of Ben Likes non-quarterback Heisman picks, which is going to fare very well in December, I'm sure. Uh, you never know. Sorry to derail did, anybody see it, did anybody see a spread in Vanderbilt-Elon? Because I want to take Vanderbilt. I did not. Coming back from, coming back from the islands on a high, just, just, just floating across the Pacific, back east. Anyway. Wouldn't that make you think they're in for a letdown, though? Yes. All that no, no, no. It's It's all sarcasm. Um, yeah. How about Army Coastal Carolina? What a weird game. I think Army. I think Army's going to be pretty good this year. From from what I from what I read, I heard someone on ESPN. I don't remember who it was. Say that they're worried about Army because of like. The new, you can't cut people, you can't cut block downfield. I think it's like outside of five-yard, kind of like inverse pass interference almost, where beyond five yards down the field, you can't cut block anymore. So they're worried about kind of how Army's offense adapts to that rule change. Something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Hey, sounds interesting. Grayson McCall will be is fun to watch. Maybe the best uh, quarterback outside the Power Five, so... Coastal Carolina will be good again, right? I assume. Probably. What's the line in that game? Uh, I think Coastal four and a half at home. 
Yeah, I'm seeing my, I'm seeing minus two. So Ooh. army is yeah good. yeah minus two. It opened. And the army so was good last. Yeah, hey, that that's a compelling game. That's one of the closest spreads of the week, right there. Yeah. Um, speaking of close spreads, how about Notre Dame Ohio State? Nothing. Fun game. Nothing I wanted to really. take Notre Dame so bad. I wanted I, to take I, them so bad. Like that might be a money line sprinkle for me. Just just for shits and gigs. It's, you got to watch that game. It's, yeah, it's a must it's, watch. It's just, I think, from what, it, it's it's tough. Uh, you know, I think you're asking a lot from not only Tyler Buckner, but also Tommy Reese to kind of formulate an offense that he, he really, neither of which I think are, are really capable of producing. They do have some young talent um, in the specialist position. They did lose a, a one of their one of their major wide receivers in, in in Davis, I believe. It's there's just so many question marks. That being said, I their Notre Dame's defense is impressive, and it's going to be a really good gauge to see how Ohio State is going to match up with them. You can't you can't you can't let them run. You can't let Ohio State run the ball all over the field on you because I mean obviously the passing attack is going to be lethal. It's going to be really interesting to see. How Notre Dame even against the game plan against Ohio State? We saw Ohio State's defense was susceptible to failure last year. They gave up a ton of points. They gave up 48, 45 points in the bowl game against Utah. So if, the, if Ohio State doesn't turn that defense around, Notre Dame, I think, will be able to move the ball enough. I think it's pretty telling that the line on that game is 59. I know, I know, you know, you mentioned, Steve, that Notre Dame has a good defense, and they do, but Ohio State is going to score, and Notre Dame is going to have to score with them if they want to win the game. Notre Dame can't just control the football and shorten the game and try to win a game 21 to 17. That's not going to happen. They're going to have to score 35 points to win. Great. How about the first two games for Marcus Freeman as Notre Dame's head coach? PlayStation oh. Fiesta Bowl against top five Oklahoma State team. National champion, either favorite or second favorite Ohio State the next season. The good, news, uh, the, good news for, the good news for Freeman is that Notre Dame fans, they're not probably expecting to win this game, I think. So he'll still be in their good graces, I would think, right. even after they lose. Right. It's going to be a really fun game. I'm seeing up to uh, between 550 and 590 for Notre Dame Moneyline, if anybody was curious. You can probably get that live at about plus 800 after they go up about 10 nothing, 14 nothing. So just wait a little bit, and you can get that at like <laughs> plus 1,000. <laughs> yeah. Might as well just wait till they're down two scores after Henderson rips one for 80 yards. I don't know. Notre Dame is good, but Ohio State, I think, is expected to have – a generational type offense and they brought in the best defensive coordinator in college football in, in Knowles. So you would have to think the defense turns it around a little bit and talent is not an issue for them. I I have another pick at, at seven 30. I'm taking Georgia state plus 12 and a half against South Carolina. Mm. Kind of another stinky line kind of pick. I just think Georgia State has a good football team. 
they have experience against power five opponents. They play a power five team every year and usually they give them a pretty good fight. Uh, they played Auburn pretty tight last year and first game for Spencer Rattler. There's a lot of expectations. It's going to be a big crowd. I could see things not going perfectly smooth in that first game, first half. You know, if you want to look at Georgia state first half, if you think South Carolina can run away with it a little bit, but Georgia State has talent, they have experience, and I think there's a reason why that is only 12.5 points, despite South Carolina expected to be pretty decent this year. So I'm going to take Georgia State plus 12.5. I don't hate that. That's a line that I, I was eyeing as well. Um, I'm not confident enough to take it, but I, I, I do agree with what you're saying. Georgia State is supposed to be – a, a, a very stout group of five program. And, and we'll see where, where Spencer Rattler fits in, in South Carolina. Um, intriguing game. And I think, you know, silently, that's, that's another game that, that you, you should watch if you care about the landscape of college football and seeing how, how uh, sh- South Carolina shapes up. There's a lot yeah. of, you know, I wouldn't say hype, but th- there's an expectation that they're going to improve under Beamer. So, I, I like the I, I like it. I like it. Going to be a lot of eyes on the cock command. I like it team. all. I I I think if you have three TVs at at seven, you're you're in good shape with Utah, Florida, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and then Georgia State, South Carolina. That's my third game. I think if if South Carolina does indeed uh, screw up in some way to Georgia State, how quickly do we get the comments that Spencer Rattler was? Uh, paying more attention to the mascot name competition than uh, getting his team ready for week one. Uh, that was one of the more... R.I.P. Sir Big Spur. That's a, that's a hell of a likable comment from Spencer Rattler to get the fan base on your side. Like yeah. that, That's just hilarious. Good, good for him. Rallying the troops. Hey, that's mate. what you want from your cock commander-in-chief. SMU okay, North that's, Texas. That's three jokes in a minute. I'll cool off now. <laughs> SMA, I mean, it's undeniably hilarious. So I'm I'm good with it. I'm it's good just, for least, it's like the definition of low hanging fruit. I'm good for four, exactly. maybe five more of those. So <laughs> everyone, we, we got a long season ahead of us. I, I was just gonna say SMU uh, North Texas should be a fun game as well. A little, you know, um, uh, North Texas is moving to the American, so that's a future conference uh, game. Or no, SMU is SMU in the Big Twelve or no? I believe they're jumping to the Big 12. I no, no, because Houston is. It's Houston, BYU, Cincinnati, and who's the UCF. fourth? UCF. Okay, so it's not SMU. So SMU, that's a future American game. North Texas looked really good last week. I'll mention it for the fourth time. Great pick by me. Pat myself on the back. The I literally started the show by thanking you for that. So, Oh, I know. I, 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 just... kind of, I kind of gave you free reign with that, so I'll take responsibility for the numerous self-kudos. I'm expecting that we close the show with it as well. Okay. Uh, Austin on is pretty good. He's like 28 years old, I think. And obviously Tanner Mordecai is a fun quarterback to watch. It's going to be really interesting to watch SMU, you know, moving on from Dykes. So that'll be a fun one to watch as well. If you're into the, the landscape of Texas college football per se. Right, Steve? Yeah, Absolutely. 
wise words. Memphis, I, Mississippi it, should be interesting as well. That should be just like a riot. It's just going to be a fun, batshit crazy game. I don't know. I'm stunned you didn't pick that for the over. Uh, I haven't even looked at the line there. We might throw Memphis. That one in. Oh, it's we only might fifty-seven. He, I don't know anything about That's Memphis. Things. That's the problem. That, that, like, I, any, I like, literally that, know that, negative things. The only thing I know about Memphis football right now is they sent a tackle to the Detroit Lions, and he sucks. The only thing I know about them is that they had Sorry, Calvin Austin nice. last year. He's on the Steelers. But was that a hard knocks thing? I haven't watched it. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. I have not watched the latest episode, but he's not very good. It's a good story, but he's not very good. Are there any crazy high totals this week? I didn't. Really? What's I didn't, Troy I didn't, Miss? No. I didn't see anything. Seven and a half. Like I didn't see anything in seventy range. Yeah, there's not. I guess you don't. We don't know who terrible defense yet for there That's to be a right. total at like seventy. Right. UTEP yeah. or uh, UTSA Houston is sixty-two. So that's Western that's pretty Western Kentucky high. Western Kentucky Hawaii is 67 and a half, but I think that's somewhat in part to Hawaii giving up 60 to Vanderbilt. Yeah, we already know that Hawaii has a truly ho- horrible defense. That I was one might, of the worst. I might, I might take that. I might take 67 and a half. I'm not making that I, a pick. I'm just saying I might take it. I think the Bover might be a parlay this week. What's the Memphis number? 56 and a half. Does anyone know anything about their quarterback? Not a thing. I'm fishing for information here. While while you're fishing, I'm just gonna. I got to pick at eight o'clock. I'm taking Syracuse plus four and a half at home against Louisville. Wow. I know. I know Cunningham Ooh. has a lot of hype behind him. And if you're talking about quarterbacks with an outside chance to win the Heisman, he's one of the guys that people mention. But I, I like Syracuse's quarterback. I like Schrader. I think they found an identity with him behind under center. Obviously, Tucker, they're going to be able to run the football. Louisville is not a stout run defense. And I think Syracuse is going to keep that game close. Maybe maybe, maybe that'll be a money line sprinkle after, you know, some beers on Saturday. I agree with that. Um, I'm, it, I'm going the other side. I've, got, I've oh. got Louisville laying the points. Hey. Because I will take Malik Cunningham over Syracuse football anytime. Anytime. I just think that this Syracuse is a big stinks. year. Dino Babers stinks as a coach. This is a big year and on both sides. Dino Babers isn't going to be coaching at the end of the year. Like, I don't like Scott Satterfield. I, I wouldn't mind if he got fired, but I'll take him over Dino Babers. It's it's a good point. And this is a huge, you know, Steve said this is a huge game for both teams. Yeah. If Louisville it's, loses it's, it's the game. It's a true tone setter. Right. Yep. And. If Louisville loses this game, every single fan is calling for Satterfield's head, and they're only four and a half point favorites. So should be very interesting. This this is another year where Syracuse is kind of projected to have one of their above average defensive um, fronts that that can create havoc um, for, for quarterbacks. And I think Sean Sean Tucker attacking a three three five is going to be very interesting to watch. Right. That's another good watch, but I, if I were to side anywhere, I'm I'm gonna side uh, with with Manjo and Syracuse. You know what? Make okay. it a pick as make Thank it a pick as well. Okay, got we've got we've got three or four head to heads this week. I like it. 
I like it. The Carrier Dome should be absolutely rocking. It's uh, no longer the Carrier Dome. I forget what it is, but it's not the Carrier Dome. It's still Heinz to me. <laughs> um, I'm gonna jump. You, you're gonna get the. You're gonna get the shirt that says that too. It's the act now, fellas. Down the trip. Uh, I'm gonna jump to 10:30. One last faith pick in Corvallis. Oregon State. You're taking Oregon State minus two and a half. It's 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 time it's it's time to put my money where my mouth is. Um, I I again I like the I like where where the Beavers are trending. I don't see Boise State having enough to, to slow down the offensive attack of Oregon State, especially at home. It's going to be in a, a great environment in Corvallis. Oregon State minus two and a half is 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 where I'm going. That is such a tough game to call. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you on that. I'm gonna take Oregon State as well on my card. I. This is a tough game. It's an extremely interesting game, but I, I'm with you, Steve. I like where they're headed as a program. And I like their offense. I think they're going to be able to score on, on Boise enough yeah. to pull it off at home with the home field advantage. Jonathan Smith is a pretty good head coach. I think Jonathan Smith, if you're an Oregon State fan, you're loving Jonathan Smith for right reasons. So I'm with you there, Steve. Cool. Don't hate it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle back one more time. Uh, just because I did look it up, Memphis is returning their quarterback. He was a true freshman last year, passed for 3,000 yards. So we're going to go for it. Over 57 with Mississippi State. The Bover, it's going to be a three-way parlay. Oklahoma, uh, UTEP, over 57. Oregon, Georgia, over 53 and a half. And Memphis, Mississippi State, over 57. That's like one unit to win close to six, I'd say, with a three-team minus 110 parlay. Fuck hey, it. best Fuck of luck. It. It's, always fun. <laughs> it's always fun to root for an over. Exactly. I, I, have, I have one also that I want to circle back to. I forgot to mention, I'm taking South Florida plus 12 against BYU. I think BYU has a lot of expectations this year. They they should have a good offensive line, but you cannot underestimate how big of a loss Algier was. And they really, the last couple of years, they really relied heavily on him. And I, I think South Florida has a strong team returning, which is why they're only a 12-point dog for against a ranked opponent. So, yes, my last pick of the week is going to be South Florida plus 12. Can't believe. I forgot to mention the Bulls. They got um, who's their coach now? Is a guy from Clemson, right? Jeff Scott, something like that. Yeah, the offensive coordinator before Tony Tony Elliott, Elliott. or Elliott, like the wide receivers coach. Yeah, I don't remember his name. It's something like Jeff Scott. Some I'm looking it up right now. Hey, you nailed it, Jeff Scott. Boom. Boom. I think that counts as a win. Put me up as a two and one on the season. Nice. Anyone else? Any other picks? Anyone else have anything to say about any of these games this weekend? Uh, Steve, I know you have more. 
I I'm done on pips picks, but I I we there's a fascinating game on on Sunday, and and like we we've been talking about games where we're gonna see a a lot revealed. It's gonna be intriguing to see what LSU looks like, and they're going against Florida State. I was gonna say I think it's gonna be intriguing to see what Florida State looks like. They they had a successful day against Duquesne running the ball. Now I don't think Duquesne is 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 anything to to write home about from the FCS level, but um, they did look impressive. They they looked cohesive. They were able to execute fair, fairly well, um, and yet LSU was favored by three points. I think that's an intriguing line. Yeah, I wanted to take Florida State there badly, but I don't know enough about LSU. To, to take Florida State. I, lo- I like Travis a lot, and I loved how they were running the football. Florida State, that's how Florida State should run the ball. Obviously, it's Duquesne, but I, I can't bring myself to take them just because I don't know enough about LSU. Other than, other than uh, Daniels essentially being the starting quarterback, and, and they have one of the most electric wide receivers in football in Keishon Butte, but it, it's going to be interesting. That, what do you need to know? It's going to be interesting to see what Brian Kelly can kind of put together in, in an offseason down down Baton Rouge, though. Red a lot State. of question marks as to what LSU, LSU, I think, has a high ceiling, low floor, as they pretty much do every season. I, I also wanted to uh, mention that Georgia Tech plus 21.5 against Clemson is very interesting. I think Georgia Tech is going to be over to score at least a touchdown or two against Clemson. And that's one that whenever Monday night rolls around, I'm 100% going to take that. So I might as well just mention it. Uh, I think Clemson's defensive line is going to literally eat Georgia Tech. Just, just I don't know. Just don't sit know. down at the table. And uh, I'm, I'm with Ben here. But the, uh, on the other end, is what are we going to see offensively from Clemson? Yeah, Clemson have, does again, not have, have no the same. Clemson does not have the same talent on the offensive line and at the wide receiver position that they had whenever they were making the playoff. And I think it's. I don't think that's any different than last year. And I know I said I put a unit on DJ to win the Heisman, but there's a ton of question marks there. There and obviously there's a high ceiling for him, but he could also be the same guy, and they could not have a downfield passing game once again. Their receiving room has a lot of question marks, so that 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 we that'll be interesting to see just how decimated Georgia Tech truly is. Right, right, yeah. I mean, the perspective on 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 Georgia Tech this year is low. Losing Gibbs is the key to the offense. You're putting a lot on Jeff Sims' shoulder, who's been proven. To be inconsistent at best, and and you're throwing them against against the wolves against Clemson's, Clemson's defense. I think that line is appropriate, um, but yeah, you just don't know what you're going to get from Clemson offensively. So it's a huge question mark, and that's a stay away from me. I think Sims can make enough plays. I just need him to not like throw a pick six or something like that, which is likely. But if they can avoid turnovers, I think he can make enough plays. To to cover that, and you know, you got a backdoor. You know, you always have a backdoor situation there available too. So it's a lot of points. 
All right. Does anybody have any other ideas or summations on on, on the uh, slate we have this week? I'm good for me. I'm I'm all tapped out. I'm I'm ready to roll, man. I I know I said it at the top of this thing, but I'm so excited for this week. Obviously, what we've got going on personally Thursday night, but uh, just just to really feel the flow. Uh, Nebraska Northwestern was such a great taste, such a unique game. In Ireland, that kickoff, the noon kickoff. Oh, I'm just so excited. I'm just so ready. We made it. Can't wait. Can't wait. Perfectly said. That'll do it for us on the week one preview. We plan on having a homer hour. We plan on doing a deep dive on the Pitt Panthers before they kick off against the West Virginia Mountaineers. That may end up being live from the North Shore before going into the act. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens there, but stay tuned. Plenty more great content to come as we dive into the season here on the Noon on Saturday podcast because it's college football, as it should be. <laughs>